Hey, welcome to Death Metal Detectives. We got a special episode this week. We got Buck Angel on the podcast, so go Buck Wild. Hell yeah. What's up, dude? <laughs> thanks for having me on i appreciate it probably nobody who listens to you even knows who i am so you're oh, for a big surprise you'd be surprised man i actually put a, i put a thing out on facebook that i was talking to you and a bunch of people were like that's so fucking awesome so oh, right cool. on dude yeah things are changing i guess <laughs> <laughs> yeah you fucking pig hey uh you know what made us think of this actually is uh i was opening some shows for kyle canane do you know who this is Mm-mm. All no. right, take your phone out right now and Google Kyle Kinane. He's like a non-jacked version of you. Oh, really? Wait, how do you spell it? Kyle, K-I-N-A-N-E. K-I... <laughs> Sorry, K-what? Oh, K-I-N-A-N-E. K-I-N-A-N-E. And what's his last name? Oh, that's his last name, Kinane. Oh, the- First name Kyle. Oh, it is. But it might just come up on that. We're it blowing might, it. Yeah. We're already blowing it. Is he on it. Twitter? Uh, yeah. Let's see. Kyle's his first name. K-Y. K-Y-L-E. And K-I-A-N-E. Oh, I'm scared. No, I must be scared. K-I-N. I don't know why I'm having a hard time. Yeah, I don't know. We are. I'm number one. I got the sudden. The slow. I am. That's the problem. I'm. <laughs> I get. I get slurry, dude. Kinane. K i n a n e. Oh, here he is. Okay. Okay. Oh yeah. Wow. Kind of interesting. Is he a friend of yours? Uh yeah. He's a. He's a. He's my buddy. Oh, that's awesome. Do people say you look like Buck Angel? <laughs> yes. Well, out. we did. <laughs> Yeah, we told him he looks like Buck Angel, and he had to look into it. <laughs> and he freaked out. He totally freaked out. <laughs> I totally see it. It's funny. That's awesome. Yeah, but so we're going to do uh, the true crime we're going to cover this week is the true story of Dog Day Afternoon. You seen that movie? Oh, wow. Good choice, dude. Of course. I'm transsexual. <laughs> of course I saw that movie. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to do any like, so we usually do like gnarlier murders and shit, but I didn't want to do, I thought it would be shitty to do like some, cause all you can find for like crimes committed with yeah. trans people are all against and it's always like the most depressing yeah. shit. So I don't want to do that type of thing. So yeah. Dog Day Afternoon is fucking wild. I love wild yeah. people. Oh, it's- it's good, dude. That's an excellent film, actually. I thought it was really well made and, you know, based on a true story, as you guys know, but I thought the acting, everything, did it Did it win, a, it win an Academy Award or anything? Probably. It's back when Al Pacino was did. cool, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Back in the day when you could, like, do shit and people didn't get offended by it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love men with a penis. <laughs> <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> Now you're getting trouble for that. You're not allowed to. You're not allowed to like trans people. Then you're fetishizing us. It's ridiculous. Oh, no. <laughs> well, you're in trouble, Buck. You're about to get fetishized. <laughs> <laughs> Please, I live for that shit. Are you kidding me? Hell yeah. Well, that's what we're doing this week. We're fetishizing Buck Angel on Death Metal. <laughs> Hell yeah. So Dog Day Afternoon, August 1972. John Wagowitz, he's 27 years old. He married a Brooklyn man. Oh, he was. I'm sorry. God, I already fucking blowing it. That's right. I'm nervous in front of new people, dude. That's what happens. <laughs> he was a married Brooklyn man, married to a straight lady, a Vietnam veteran. He had a stream of gay lovers on the side. He decided to rob a bank to pay for one of his trans girlfriend's sex change operation, which in the 1970s. Jesus Christ, what were you getting into? Yeah. It's crazy. You, the story's crazy, right? Yeah, yeah. What uh what do you think they did to uh change you over in 1972? Oh, well, okay, so that's a whole so uh, probably everybody knows I was born a woman and I became a man. So my sex change is totally different than being a man and becoming a, a woman, right? But back in the day, 
it was about getting a vagina, I think more than boobs, because boobs, you can just get a, you know, plastic surgery and have them added on. But I think it was pretty intense to have a vaginectomy, I think they call it, but is to actually, basically, they they take your penis and they in, invert it and to make it into a, a vagina. It's a pretty intense surgery. My body does that a lot of the do. time. My own body does that a lot of the time anyway. <laughs> if I get scared. Oh, yeah, yeah. If Your I get penis scared. Introverts by itself. It goes back, yeah. yeah. Sometimes it does go back in. <laughs> yeah. If I'm frightened. I have it sometimes I'm on stage a lot. I don't know why. Yeah. Because you're scared. You know how your balls go up inside you when you're yeah, scared. Yeah, you know, my dick will sneak back in every once in a while. <laughs> but yeah, so do you, like, I mean, obviously you wouldn't know from experience, but you probably talked to, like, if you had a sex change in 1972, are you going to be able yeah. to come ever again? Or is that off the table? You know, pretty much off the table. And so I think for, and I can't really speak to trans women, only the ones I know. And I know this from talking to them because uh, many of them lose their, uh, especially back in the day, you lose your orgasm. So you have to decide what's more important, right? It's why I didn't get a penis surgery. I didn't do it because that was part of the deal was, dude, you're not going to have any more orgasms, but you'll have a penis. And I'm like, fuck that. I don't want to, I don't want a penis that bad. That's what strap-ons are for. Like I can have like 10 (laughs) different dicks, all different colors, and I still get to have an orgasm. (laughs) Fuck yeah. That rules. My wife's got two strap-ons. Yeah. Right on, dude. Awesome. <laughs> she cranks it. <laughs> That's so awesome. <laughs> so I think, I'm not sure if, you know, at back in the day it was even that progressive. I don't, I think that she probably, they probably lose their orgasms if they choose to have the. Yeah. You, you would know. just, any type of medical procedure in the 1970s was bullshit. Like even a fucking knee yep. surgery. So yeah. I can't imagine that. Yep. I mean, how many doctors were actually into doing this? Was it just like an apartment? surgery oh my god kind of i think so on some level i mean we had the mayo clinic the mayo clinic back in the day was the you know really leading place to go have a sex change and again it was mostly women become i mean men becoming women it wasn't really a lot of women becoming men so like whenever like a woman becomes a man back then is that like a was that unheard of or is that yeah. 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 It was unheard of. And, and here's the deal. You know, I think it's a little bit easier on some level socially to to transition from a woman to a man. Right. Because, sure. look, I just grow a beard. I cut my tits off and I pretty much look like a dude. Yeah. But I do think it's a little bit different surgery for trans women. I think like if you guys were decided that you were trans and you wanted to be women, you would. It was, it's a bit more difficult because you already look so masculine. Yeah, you I would love that. I would masculine. be such a fucking cunt all the time. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, if you were, I mean, dude, yeah, like if you were me, number one, I could beat anybody up. Yeah. <laughs> number two you you can't say if i turned into a woman you couldn't tell me anything yeah like who's gonna argue with me right. like if i'm throwing That's a fit right. if i'm throwing a fit at a restaurant who's gonna speak up this gonna nobody be like, did yeah. <laughs> okay lady you got Damn. it it's fine. I just, <laughs> fuck all my friends because i know what they like yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you see, if more trans people just, you know, I laugh at myself. People get pissed at me all the time, you guys, because I, you know, like, come on. It is a little bit difficult for the rest of the world to understand sex changes. It's not yeah. normal. It's not like we're all doing it. And it's just this thing. Now we talk about it all the time because there's some very boisterous people out there who are pushing a really weird narrative, if you ask me. But that being said, you know, I've always joked about myself. I'm the man with the pussy, right? Like, that's how I started in porn. And I've always been sort of on this way to say I'm not normal and I'm never going to be one of you guys. I'm always going to be this different kind of guy. And so it's why guys like you are so chill with me because I never try to, I guess, lie to you or dupe you into saying I'm, I'm a man. I'm, I was born a woman. I'll always be a biological woman, but I choose to live and look like a man. And I, I think my honesty really lets people understand my position a little bit better. Sure. That is actually, yeah. I feel like that's, it's weird to not be that way. Like, I would yeah. feel like, you know, you went through, so if I decided, or my body decided, my brain decided, like, you're a woman, I feel like it'd be such a struggle to get to that point. I'd feel, like, very right. proud that I went from point A to point B, and I would want to tell people, like, here's That's where right. I started, here's where I ended up, here's how I did it. But, yeah, you're right. 
I think that uh, the whole journey of it is, is hampered down because it's got to be crazy. And that's probably another thing, too. Yeah. I mean, maybe part of it is on like an empathetic level that you don't want to discourage younger people that are going through the same thing and let them know like, yo, you got a really hard road in front of you. So maybe that's part of it, but probably not. It's probably more just like self righteous well- you know, I'm going to tell you that I do try. I don't discourage youngsters, but what I do is give them the facts because there are people in my community who are not giving them the facts and are saying, well, trans is beautiful and trans is just this simple thing. No, it the fuck is not. It's a, I have to forever shoot testosterone in my ass every week. Yeah, I have to too. work out. I have to really always be watching me and how I, how I move through the world. I'm 27 years on testosterone. I've had some health issues. It's not as easy as they try to make it seem. So for me, it's like, you know, talking to kids and getting them to therapy and not just affirming that because they say they're trans, they're trans, because that's that's not true necessarily. They could be it's, being, yeah, they could be guided into that space. Yeah. Well, I, like we're, we're metalheads, you know, so like a big thing yeah. in our community is like we're like, we want to weed out posers like you don't listen to real metal, you know, and I feel that's like right. that's the same thing is like, you know, yeah. you gotta, it's, it's a trend, but it's like, don't don't be don't be the person that follows the trend like if that's who you are do it you know for sure that's right my friend and then when we're dealing with children we're not i mean adults yeah. go and do whatever the fuck you want i don't care cut your tits off put on a dick i don't really care that means nothing to me i care about youngsters who yeah. could be hurt in this process and possibly get some kind of surgery that they should never have gotten yeah. which there are people like that now and when i transitioned there was never anybody like that because we had to go through a rigorous space. We had to go through therapy for a couple of years and we had to live as the gender we wanted to. You know, it was a very specific. Now, today, we have what's called gender affirming therapists, which I full on disagree. So when a kid walks into a therapist and says, I'm trans, the therapist is not allowed to push back. The therapist has to say, OK, you're trans. And I'm like, well, why are they even going to therapy then if you're not even like giving them any sort of pushback. I, I work in, you, you know? I kind of work in that world. And so we, yeah. we have therapists at my job. I work with homeless youth. And so a lot of the youth oh, I work with excellent. are trans and uh, that some of the therapists have issues with it. They're like, well, they don't know. I mean, it's like your brain's not made up till you're 25 really. And so mm-hmm. like, sex is this thing that kind of interchanges. And then also when you introduce testosterone, it changes everything as far, especially yeah. like uh, women are more when they have sex, they want you to hold them. When you, inject testosterone it all changes a little bit sex is a little bit different when you're a man you know so they 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 try to tell them like the biological effects of that and like explain it and sometimes it gets them in trouble you know so that's right but 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 we need to do that look as a trans person i want to know everything pros and cons right how can you make a decision when you're not getting both sides of the stuff but they don't even tell kids this stuff anymore they're just like okay you're trans here start taking testosterone that is dangerous and it's actually going to come back to hurt us i really believe that yeah right on yeah I want to take testosterone. Yeah. Take it. <laughs> I'm going to the doctor and telling him my story. Yeah, I do. I feel like I'm a man now. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yo. So <clears throat> when the, the bank robbery goes on, it ended up being a 14 hour hostage situation. People were blown away by it. Then obviously Al Pacino played the main character in the 1975 film dog day afternoon. Polish, Italian, American. What a combo, dude. Polish and Italian. Yeah. <laughs> Two sausage cultures. Just <laughs> yeah, blind, dude. Man. Opposing sausages put together, dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. Opposing sausage. <laughs> uh, John Wazowski. How the fuck do you say it? Wojowskowitz? Wojowskowitz. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah. That's a very Polish name. He was born and raised in Brooklyn, served in Vietnam, had his first gay experiences during basic training, which I got to assume, dude, if you're about to be shipped off to Vietnam. Don't you want to get slurped by one of the boys one good time? <laughs> like if Sounds gonna, good. If you're going to die, you might, yeah, you got to come. You yeah. Know? I mean, you know, you're going to go die. You got to try it. Once, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You got to give That's it, right. give it a sample. How yeah. do you know what you're into? Have you seen the documentary about this? Uh, I don't think I've seen it. There's an oh, actual, it's, there's a documentary. documentary and they got, this guy is cool. Cause it opens up. He's just like, I like to fuck. That's all he says. I like to fuck. It's like, man, hell yeah, that rules, dude. <laughs> yeah, whatever you can get a hold yeah, of. Yeah, it's one of the best right. documentaries I've ever fucking seen. Oh, I'll check it out. Yeah, Excellent. I can't remember what it's called, but it's something dog. I'll, I'll find it. <laughs> <laughs> Upon returning home, he married a woman, Carmen Bufulco, real name. Very. Bufulco. That's yeah. the most fucking pepperoni name. <laughs> <laughs> it's a brand of pepperoni for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
The couple had two children. In 1969, he left her and her kids to pursue, pursue new relationships. John joined the gay liberation movement that was growing in the city's village neighborhood. He admitted that he was driven to the organization by a desire for sex more than politics, yeah. which that'll happen, dude. That's pretty much the movement for anything. Like, yeah, how could I find a place to bust that? For sure. Unless you're like a young Republican. That's what you're looking for. I think he was, <laughs> I think he's a Republican. All right. He's a he's a young Republican. Well, dude. they're always slurping one another. Yeah. That's, that's right. That's, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's what always happens. Yeah. They, they get caught slurping more than anyone else. Yeah. It's so true, you guys. You are you're so right. <laughs> uh, he he said that I was a member of the entertainment committee, so I would meet and greet new gay people coming into the scene. I could have sex with them quicker than anyone else because they were just coming out. That's kind of predatory, but it also rocks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're adults. Remember that these are adults, so yeah, yeah. it's okay, dude. I played in 1970 New York. It was probably, hey, if you love to slurp them, it was probably heaven on earth. Well, it was like real New York, dude. Yeah, they were wild back right. then. Yeah. yeah, Studio 54. Yeah, I mean, you're just doing blow and getting blown. That's right. Seven. That rules. Those were the days. That was pre-AIDS. Yeah. So that was before AIDS, and then AIDS came in eighty one or something and just wiped everybody when out. george bush gave no it to the people fun. sorry george, when george bush gave it to the people that's right <laughs> that's right <laughs> yeah it's a pretty horrible situation i was around during the whole aids movement i'm not gonna bring this down but yeah that no don't bring sucked. it down it wiped out all the fun it wiped out all the fun <laughs> gonna have any more fun anymore yeah you're bi right yeah i am yes so pre-aids there was like absolutely no reason to use condoms Oh God, no! And I, you know, I was a woman back then, young. I'm, I'm in the '70s. I was, you know, I'm, I was a teenager. So I was born in. I'm 59 years old. So holy yeah, shit! How do you look that good at 59? Is it testosterone? <laughs> it that, thank you, dude. It's totally testosterone. Seriously, I thought you were like 45 or 6. <laughs> it's real. <laughs> and also, I'll tell you what, because everyone always says that you're 59. I'm like, I'm totally 59, dude. And the thing is, I have a lot of sex. I'm super happy. I laugh all the fucking time. I don't give a shit what anybody thinks about me. <laughs> and I live my life. And I'm telling you, if anyone out there is having a struggle with your life, it's because you're not living, dude. You have to live oh, your yeah. life and fuck what anybody else thinks about you. Seriously. Absolutely. Philosophy rules. Can you tell yeah. my wife about that you have sex all the time part? Here to go. Oh, wait. I, you know what, you guys? I'm going to send you a couple of my products when we're done. I'll get your address. But I have this product called the Buckshot right here. Wait, right here. Yeah, right. The Buckshot is an actual boner drink. Oh, and yes. I'm not oh. kidding. I can't yes. keep it in stock. This shit. You will have a lot of sex, dude. Trust yeah. me. Uh, it's not I'll me. I'll send you guys some. <laughs> I'm not the one shutting it down. Trust me, brother. Man, you got to figure out something. <laughs> you got to figure out something for women to take to give them boners. So this, they can take that. You can share this with your wife. Seriously, I'm not kidding. Right. Uh, everyone takes it. It's supposed to give you an erection, but it also gives ladies erections too. You're a saint. You get a little erection. You're 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 a saint for sure. Yeah, you're a saint, dude. <laughs> Fuck, yeah. I go, all right. This brings me to a point. I got some questions for you about pussies. Is that cool? Yeah, dude. Bring it on. All right. So here's a constant argument me and my wife are in. Right. Okay. Number one, I'm a 300 pound athlete, so some of this I can understand. So, right. usually, uh, after the third time of the week, she will tell me she's too sore to have sex anymore. What can I do to move past this problem? Right. I'm 36, so, and I'm hornier than I've ever been. What can I do? Yeah, right on. <laughs> right on. That's excellent that you're horny like that. That's awesome. So, she says she's too sore. She can't take the beating anymore. So, I, you know, that's a real thing, too. You have to remember, vaginas are very delicate. And if they're constantly getting that, they need to have a break. They just do. Now, I don't know how she feels about butt sex or how you feel about butt sex. but I feel great about it. <laughs> change it up, dude. But that being said... She she also could be using a little bit more lubrication. Maybe that's also the problem why she's so sore. Maybe she mm. needs a good lube. An extra lubricant. Yeah. Yep. All right. Yep. Yeah. It helps a lot. And there's a great lube, silicone lube. I don't know if you guys have ever tried silicone lube, yeah. but that stuff is amazing because it doesn't dry out. So like regular lube kind of dries out after a while, but yeah. silicone never dries out. It's amazing. Yeah, I get a silicone. I'm a pro. I get pegged. 
I'm right on, dude. You're so awesome. <laughs> I am cool. Most people don't think that right when I tell on. them. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, silicone lube does rock the house. It doesn't. It uh, does. Yeah, you gotta For you sure. gotta get the one that'll last. Man, he talked me into like getting my wife to shove a finger at my ass, dude, and I did not like it. Was not a fan, man. No, no, no. it's okay. Not everybody. I don't like <laughs> it. I hate getting fucked up the ass. I hate I got, it. I, I got bad prefer. back problems, man. It just made them way fucking worse. <laughs> <laughs> I got yeah. a big prostate, dude. I can gas from it. Damn. Right on. I wish, <laughs> That's, you know, I love that you're so honest about that. You know, straight dudes get really weird about about yeah. that. But I think it's so normal and it's so it's just part of having sex in a different kind of yeah, way. Yeah, for sure. It's if very, you couldn't come okay. from it, that's yeah. like a, it's a crazy one too. It's if I mean it you have like if your body wasn't made for that, you definitely wouldn't bust from it. Yeah. That's right. Right on, dude. That's exactly right. Hell yeah, sex culture. We're bringing it back. Yeah. <laughs> right on. <laughs> Except Buddy's too weak. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like my ass is a Christian, dude. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the Gay Alliance Activists Association did not like John. They He bummed them out because uh, they would have, like, dances and meetings. And meanwhile, like, imagine you're the Gay Alliance. You want to bring people in, show them there's a safe place to hang out at. Uh, they're not going to experience any harm here. If straight people want to come around and mingle and find out, like, in the 1970s, like, hey, no one's scary here. Everyone's cool. And then, meanwhile, John will be fucking somebody on the couch. <laughs> so, you know, imagine you're like a young Republican that came to hang out with John. You're like, oh, these fellows are all right. And then there he is. Yeah. Face first in a butt. <laughs> <laughs> So he was definitely bumming it. He was too horny. I feel the same way all the time. Yeah. He's doing too much. You got to calm down. (laughs) He's getting everyone fucking bummed out. But he he just couldn't stop. Uh, He liked public sex. That's what he's into. And uh, that's fine. But in the 1970s, it probably bummed people out a lot, I would guess. That's right. Yeah. I think, but that's what was up in Studio 54, though. Everyone was just fucking all the time, right? Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, all the gay bar, all of that's what it's really gay male culture is about fucking done. That's really what it's about. And so so it really is about sex and about really, you know, men, men like sex, really. That's there's different between men and women. And I know that because I lived as a woman prior to being a man. My libido was not as high as it is now. It's a hundred times more different than it ever was. So I think like gay men just really want to have fun and have sex because sex is fun. So, so that's, I, that's the thing is that I don't think people understand. They think of gay men as perverts or weirdos. They're just enjoying themselves and they're enjoying their space. And and it's nobody's really business. Dude, I feel like being hetero is a curse. (laughs) <laughs> totally i agree with you i'm on board with you dude <laughs> this fellas bang so much dude. yeah whatever wherever i worked at a gay bar i had a bunch of people always like trying to all the drag queens would try to get me to fuck them and i just like nah, right i on. mean like i i can't man they're like why is it just like if you guys are gonna do your thing i'll come over and hang out and drink and then they're like yeah come over and drink <laughs> yeah. but, and I did, and I was just like, right, it guys, I gotta go home." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> gotta go home. They're trying to get you drunk and like yeah, yeah, loose, and you're like, "No, <laughs> look, because either you have it or you don't." I yeah, mean, that's, that's how it is. That's true. why when straight guys are like, "I'm not gonna go over there," that dude's gonna. If you're not gay and you're not want to have it, most men are gonna be like, "Whatever, dude." Yeah, no yeah. way. If, you, if the guy was you. fucking all the way soft, you'd be so bummed out. Like, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's what it is. That's why my argument always when fucking dorks are like, you're not gay at birth. Like, oh, for sure. Because if I could fucking get with the fellas and just pound 24-7, come that's on, right. <laughs> That's what I'd be up to, for <laughs> <Yeah>. sure. <laughs> sure. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, this guy's bumming everyone out. He's fucking all the time in front of people. No one enjoys it. In 1971, he met a lady named Liz Eden. Is a transgender woman. He was infatuated with her. At the time, Liz went by the name Ernest Aaron. John called her Ernie. Eden's friends were not impressed with John. They called him Skeevy. Most <laughs> that's an old word for being a perv, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> old school perv word, dude. This guy's Skeevy. He's obsessed with sex, and also they call him stupid. They got married later that year in a lavish ceremony. Eden wore a dress, and the bridesmaids were in drag. That had to be fun. Hell yeah, that rocks, dude. Yeah. At that time, such a public ritual was rare for any gay couple, so the special wedding was an auspicious event. 
Which, yeah, that's probably a fucking rager, dude. Yeah. Now, he's like a Vietnam vet, so who could get mad? That's right. He served that's country, right. He dude. earned it. Yeah, he's John Rambo. Yeah. <laughs> John Rambo. Imagine if Rambo would have come into the town when the sheriff was like, get out, and he would be like, I am out. <laughs> <laughs> Eden struggled with mental health and remained depressed. She got suicidal throughout the first year of their marriage. She really wanted to get gender reassignment surgery, which is something she and John could not afford, obviously. And I, how much? I mean, what the fuck? I know it costs. Uh, I mean, wouldn't name names, but I got a friend that's been through like bottom surgery from woman to male, and whole. It was, I think it was like a hundred and eighty thousand yeah. dollars is what that's we're right. talking about here. So right. I can't even. And this is like, you know. I don't think they've nailed the surgery, but I guarantee, I mean, definitely better than 1972. So who knows, oh, fuck yeah. knows what you're paying back then. I bet the mental health situation back then, you know, as far as getting treatment for things like that was pretty bad. I, I mean, I'm not going to speak on it. I don't really know for sure, but I'm sure like, you know, when you, when you're transitioning to be anything than what you're, than what you're born to be, you know, mm-hmm. then you got to wake up every day and feel a certain way. I don't know what that's like, you know, but it's, I mean, I'm sure back then, like, dude, there's no fucking help, you know, at all. Oh no, there was no help for me. I mean, that's, I mean, 27 years ago, there was no help for me. Nope. Everyone just kept saying you're a woman or a masculine woman. And when I would say, I feel like a man, they were, you know, they put me in a mental hospital. They put me in the psychiatric ward for a month. I was a hardcore drug addict and alcoholic. Cause everyone just kept saying, what are you talking about? You weirdo. And they would not listen to me at all. So, so not, not even that long ago, still people were still yeah. kind of shutting us down and it is a difficult space, but today we really, <clears throat> we have it so much better for people, but I still find the lack of mental health care alarming to me. I believe sure. in mental health care. And yeah. I think that anybody who has any kind of space that's kind of like in the mental space, you have to have some form of mental health care attached to that or else you're not you know th- these people you're talking about right now they didn't get that they just went straight into surgery and did it without any talking to the therapist or anything like that i think that could be quite dangerous yeah yeah so liz eden was actually institutionalized mm-hmm. within the See? first year of their marriage right so, that's it. and the, I, mean, I mean that's a crazy move but even so today if you said if someone trans if you said to them uh you should seek therapy. You would be grounded for sure. You'd be in, in big internet trouble. Yeah. Yeah. You can't say that. No, they try to, they've already, they've already, you know, pretty much removed any mental health care from the system. I fight against that. You know, I'm one of the, I'm one of the trans people that is very controversial because I care about this community. I care about the future. I have a great life. You guys without transitioning, I would not be here. I'd be dead. So I, I care a lot about myself and I also care about the kids behind me. And I want them to have everything. I've, I've made something of myself. You know, I didn't graduate high school. I was always called an idiot. I wasn't going to amount to anything. And I've now created my whole world. I create products. I'm in the cannabis business. I'm in everything, you guys. And I actually have everything. And I didn't graduate high school. And so I see kids behind me. And I don't want them to get lost in a narrative that might not be theirs. You know, kids can be very swayed. Now we have social media, right? Yeah. Kids see all over. Anyone can be swayed on social media. It's very easy to say well you're this without any form of you know understanding what what this is what is trans trans is something so different than what it was for me or even for the person you're reading about right now i'm a transsexual person which is a lot different than what's happening today sure you were a model when you you you're saying you dropped out of high school you're a model yeah i was that's so weird isn't it you saw my pictures i'm sure yeah you're a hot lady (laughs) <laughs> right on dude when i was on howard stern he was doing this thing he's like you are such a hot chick i want to fuck you or something like that i said dude i would never fuck you just yeah, so you know. yeah. Yo, stern, yeah stern was wild i, I did watch that stern just to catch up but dude he it, uh well the funniest thing about that stern thing to me was like you know thinking about how he was and how his show was Compared to now where he's like the host of a, what is it America's Got Talent that he does? Yeah. Yeah. So right. like, yo, he told you to your face, you're not a man. Yeah. Can you imagine him yeah. trying to do like that today? Wouldn't happen. I mean, you, I don't I think, I think, shit. I think he was definitely just trying to be Howard Stern, like shocking and funny. 
Oh, yeah. I would assume. Yeah, me and Howard are friends. He's my yeah. buddy. After the show. Oh, my God. You guys know that. You do a show. After the end of the show, he, like, literally turned into this other person. Yeah, definitely. He was all, Buck, you're amazing. Thank yeah. you so much for coming on. Like, and, he, and then it's a, it's a, he's a shock jock. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. I knew exactly what I was getting myself into yeah. when I went on there. So it's part of the 100%. bit, but he definitely, that wouldn't happen today. Like, there's no, no way. Yeah. No way. Can't do that shit today. You can't talk shit about anybody or anything, even your own self. <laughs> I can't even like, I can't be the, the scary tranny comedian. People will freak out if I start talking, <laughs> using different words. Yeah. If I say tranny, everyone loses their shit. Yeah, that's weird too. Yeah, it's yeah. just one letter different. What happened? Yeah, I don't know. Sure. You know what happened was activism in my yeah. community. This activism, telling people how to talk or how how to walk. You can't tell me. I'm 27 years into my transition and I'm 59 years old. Nobody will ever tell me. Not even my my own community specifically will never tell me how to be. I find that really weird that our community starts sort of coming in and telling everyone how to be and how to talk and what we need to look at. And I'm like, that's kind of culty, if you ask me. Yeah, it's crazy that they would come for an elder too. That's it's like right. you would think there'd be a much higher level of respect because like the case we're talking yeah. about now and you went through it again, mm-hmm. like you were saying at a time when it was unheard of, That's you went right. through, you went through something like, you know, today it's definitely not easy. It's crazy. It's hard to go through, but yeah. it's so much. I mean, if, if you were, I mean, wherever you were, like if you have a job at a, a giant corporation, there's 500 people that work there and you went to the like a company party and came out as trans people would fucking be doing the worm they'd be giving you high fives <laughs> maybe spraying champagne in the air <laughs> but you know what i mean like if you did that in the fucking 80s they would probably throw you out of the building they'd probably throw you out of the window that's right that's right people wanted to kill me i'm not kidding god if i, I showed it. you something like, i kept every email i ever got when i first started doing porn i mean people said some shit man it's like they wanted to i spoke at yale and like they the, the alumni were writing me like like letters like we're gonna hang you from the tree and light you on fire letters i'm like what yeah. <laughs> what is happening know you know that would never happen today ever yeah yo you should have joined skull and bones while you're up there <laughs> you those were the people who are probably coming after me dude uh, they would just make you slurp everybody on camera so they could blackmail you me. should hire us as your security <laughs> Well, they did. Actually, I told the people who brought me and they actually had to get police. I had to have 24 hour police uh, protection the whole time I was there. I would yeah. love to do security for you in drag. That would be hilarious. <laughs> that would be awesome, you guys. Oh, my God. I would love that. That would rock. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she did get institutionalized, which really mm-hmm. bummed John out because there was like basically a domestic violence call on them. But the reason she was lashing out is just because it was a lot to deal with. There was no mental health care whatsoever. Uh, there was only, I, I think she was going to the Mayo Clinic, but that was the only place to get any. And they weren't talking to her in a way. They were just like, yeah, we can do this. This is a surgery we're working on. But no mental health care to sit and speak about her feelings. Here's what you're going to go through. And then they just gave her like, here's how much it's going to cost which was unreasonable for them. So that's going to put you in a very wild mental place. And then I think once the police got called on the domestic disturbance, because she was trans, they instantly said, all right, you're coming. <laughs> like they just yeah. put her straight into the, the old school nut house, which in the seventies had to have been wild. I mean, it's oh, just yeah. like a open air prison. Like, you oh, remember totally. that thing that fucking Geraldo did where he walked through the Ooh. mental institution? Cropsy killer thing? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. You got, you got, well, well kind of like one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Like, all yeah. crazy. Blah, like, total insanity. But, yeah, that's what they did to us. Even me, I went to a psychiatric hospital when I was you know, 17 because of my, you know, trans stuff that they couldn't find, figure it out. And it was, and that actually scarred me for life. I've not, it was horrifying. It was, in, it was actually insane because I'm not insane and I was right. Put in a place where people were a bit fucking nutty, and it and it was really insane. It was really intense for me at seventeen to deal with that. Was it like an adult facility? No, it was for adolescents, which is actually a whole other level of adolescent mental health. It's completely. I oh, mean, yeah. we were in locked <laughs> rooms. It was yeah. so crazy, man. The stuff that was going on in there. So like, you, you could shut up. the door in the room and lock it. Yeah, well, not us. They would lock us in. Oh shit! Yeah, you can't. Yeah, do that they now. locked us in every night. Yeah, you can't do that now. They have to keep. They have to no, keep the doors open. That's right. Yeah. 
That's right. Man, that's wild. That's yeah. really terrifying. <laughs> yeah, even it is. Like, it's actually it's terrifying like, as a seventeen-year-old, and then I'm totally not nuts. I just felt like a dude. Like yeah. I'm not nuts. I just feel like a dude. But these people yeah. are off the wall, dude. They were like cramming their heads into the wall and like just doing all kinds of. One dude said he was the lead singer of Led Zeppelin. I'm like, no, you're not. He goes, yes, I am. I'm Robert Plant. I go, no, you're not. <laughs> we're like getting the like fist fights in there, man. It was so crazy. Yeah, you beat up Robert Plant. <laughs> I don't. Know. <laughs> he deserves it for sure. <laughs> it's like a kid dog pound. <laughs> yeah, so what John's solution is to fix this situation is he wants to raise the money to pay for the gender reassignment surgery. Yeah. So he got two friends together, Salvatore Natural, Bobby Westenberg, and they decide to rob a Manhattan Chase Bank. John was a former bank teller, so he kind of figured it that because he was familiar with how banks operate the day to day, he was going to be able to go in and quietly, easily rob the bank. They're not going to have problems. They're not going to be any violence. He's just going to give them a note. Problem, problem solved. He knows what it's like. So that's his plan. As soon as the robbery was underway, Bobby Westenberg, the third man, got afraid, ran off. Now it's just John and Sal. They abandoned their initial plan, which was just to pass the note. Nobody sees the gun. Nobody's in danger. That turned into 14 hours of holding a whole bank hostage. Oh, shit. Which, of course, you're in the middle of Manhattan, so it's swarmed with reporters right away. Um, There's photographs from Eden and John's wedding being shown over the news. They're painting him and her as crazy. Here's these freaks that got married. Now he's robbing a bank. Like, they know exactly who's up to it. It's all over the media, 24 hours a day, which is like, this is one of the first 24-hour news type of cases. I mean, there was no CNN, no MSNBC. But, like, in the middle, like, they would interrupt the late show to be like, here's what these freaks are up to right now. (laughs) Because it's just, like, such a polarizing story at the time, you know? Totally. Like, nobody could believe what was going on. Because of the attention, over 2,000 people surrounded this scene which police try to keep them back, but there's so many people that police can't really enforce it too much. That's when the infamous scene from Dog Day Afternoon where John just starts throwing money out of the window of the bank. And that's when they rush, which is a very smart idea, because John came out of the bank with a gun, demanded to speak to Elizabeth. The cops obliged and and fetched Liz Eden from the mental hospital where she was being held at. She showed up to the bank wearing your hospital robe, John, Sal, and the hostages were all transported to JFK International Airport. That was one of their demands, which is not very smart. This is where being dumb comes into play. Yeah. Because they literally thought that the police were going to, in exchange for the hostages, they let all the hostages go. They thought that the police would take them to JFK International Airport and let them fly away, which is, you know... Retarded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they think they're getting on a getaway plane, but of course, uh, the FBI agent that drove the car had a concealed pistol and killed Sal Natural right on the spot, which is crazy. Damn. That's not normal FBI behavior. He just popped him right in front of everybody. Yeah. Totally. It was like, yo, I mean business. And so John got arrested on the spot. He got 20 years that he spent it at Lewisburg Federal Penitentiary. Only had to do five of it for good behavior, which is crazy. But this is his first. That was his first offense ever. Factored in that he was kind of like uh, I don't know if he was a war hero in Vietnam, but he had two medals, so he stayed the course. He was honorably discharged. I think that helped him out a whole bunch. He did go back to prison twice during the 80s, but it was for parole violations stemming to this crime got out and like buddy said there's a documentary he's out now yeah he didn't get away with any money <laughs> no. there's no secret stash man anywhere. it is like that is hands down one of the funniest things i've ever watched because that guy is wild as shit man <laughs> he's fucking wild he's, yeah it's just all about fucking the whole time well being horny could take you down dude. oh yeah dude it's just like a a, a <laughs> level of horniness that you take out into yeah. the world and uh, people don't really want it to be out there the way you want it to be out there. Well, he's just like a big, dumb, 
horny caveman. <laughs> it's funny. It's crazy, dude. That's <laughs> us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> us. Yeah, but you know what? He's celebrating. He's horny all the time. Who cares? Yeah. But we're so weird. In the, you know, it's this country, too. It's so weird about sex here. Like, yeah. sex is just this thing we're not supposed to talk about, but everyone looks at it on the internet, and then, you know, it's my problem for making porn that I'm making everyone crazy. It's just ridiculous. Like, if we would just lay off of it and Are you still making and porn? understand... Humans have sex. It's normal. It's actually a normal thing to do. <laughs> are, you, are you still making porn? You know, I more produce it now, but uh, but not so much. It's you know, I make, I make products now. I make you know like sex toys and stuff like go. that. So I prefer that better. It's you know, I'm I'm almost sixty. I don't want to be a sixty year old porn star. It's not not cool. Our producer, <laughs> our producer cool. Brian, he is a huge hog, and we we want to get him into porn. Right on. <laughs> it's not that hard now. Yeah. When I started, it was difficult, but now they have all those platforms, you know, except OnlyFans. You know about the OnlyFans thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, why are they taking it down? What happened? Oh, well, what happened was people don't understand that in the sex industry, we've been dealing with it forever. The credit card companies hate us. And I have to actually pay an extra fee in order to even use the credit card for my system, which is no other no other business in the United States has to do that. It's like cannabis is the same thing and sex business. We both deal with the credit card people who don't like us. And so because of that, OnlyFans, they, they won't they won't let OnlyFans put any more, you know, hardcore porn on their website anymore. And so because of that, that OnlyFans is like, see you guys later. We can only do erotica, which means like you can basically just show your tits or or that's it. That's all you can do. You can't do anything else. So they used us yeah. and built their billion dollar platform and now we're pretty much shunned from there. That's fucking Yeah, crazy. I saw they're trying to push yep. like cooking like, yeah, 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 pay a chef to show you how to make this recipe. Yeah, it's like what they're up to. What the fuck are you going to do with that? Like, no way. You can watch any recipe being made on YouTube ever. Why the fuck would you pay someone? To Why would that? you pay for it? Only because a, fa- a big celebrity is on there, you know? OnlyFans platform was made for porn. And then during COVID, everyone and their mother got on fucking OnlyFans. And it changed the whole format process. And then, so the OnlyFans thinks they're going to kick us off and pretend, continue to make billions. They're screwed. They're screwed. Oh, yeah, they're, that platform's going to go down. No, what, what else would they fucking use it for? Yeah. That's You're right. You're not going to pay anyone That's to right. learn anything. You want to pay to watch people put stuff in their pussy. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Get a rusty trombone, you know? As soon as I saw that they were trying to push, like, chefs and shit, I was like, what if I made a different pasta every week and fucked it? There you That's go. right. <laughs> Stick your dick in it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I probably could have made 20 bucks, dude. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, but they're even coming after my friends who are like big drag queens and stuff where they didn't welcome them on there before, but now they're like sending everyone these come and join our platform. We really want you. And but all my friends are telling them to go fuck themselves because they basically crazy, fucked man. over us. Yeah, it's probably crazy. making like wholesome content. That's right. <laughs> See, it's so crazy when crazy. people get bummed out of like where we live, I mean people would spaz out about like that drag queen story time. Yeah, yeah that's right. People it's like the like that. if you like yeah, clearly none of these people have ever been to a drag show. It's like the most wholesome right. shit of all time. It's just sure. like that's right. Fucking old music and dancing, lip syncing. It's like fucking, the least yeah, fucking. Yeah. It's just karaoke. It's like the least offensive thing that there's ever. Yeah, been. it's like karaoke, and it's like who cares? It's a man dressed up like a woman, but people got so crazy. They're like these perverts are indoctrinating our children. I'm like, look, if your child is going to be a drag queen, they got, they already know it. And they're already going to do it. So the drag queen is not doing anything except for giving the kids a good time. They're like clowns. Drag queens are like clowns, but just in a different way. They're not indoctrinating anybody and they're not doing anything sexual. They're just dancing. Yeah. Roasted. So stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude. uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I didn't get the whole drag queen thing. Like clearly it's just a performance. It's a very weird thing. That's all about. That's all. They're not even doing anything like sexual whatsoever. Ever. Nothing. I went to a drag show and I was expecting something wild. And it was like, you had a fucking fun time. They're all just doing like Dolly Parton songs and it's writing. That's right. That's right. What it's fun. Yeah, you know, you had, the, you it, fun. It's just a fun yeah. thing. That's all. That's just, dude, yeah. the, the parties after, though, or some of the, <laughs> those are some of the best parties I've ever been to, man. It's I'm going to tell you this. Uh, I would rather go to 25 drag shows than one burlesque show. <laughs> burlesque <laughs> sucks. <laughs> it's the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Woo. What are they up to? <laughs> They're not pulling anything out. No. They got pasties <laughs> on. My wife made me go to a burlesque show. 
And uh, the only rules for me were be nice. Don't make fun of anybody, please. And so the first thing that happened is there was literally a, I I mean, I'm guessing, I'm making an estimate here, certainly at least 300 pounds, but most likely 400 pounds. Black lady was the first person to do burlesque. And I felt like I was going to have a fucking aneurysm. And my wife said, like, elbow me in the ribs. Like, I got what? What are we doing? You know, there's something for everybody. Always remember that. It might not turn you on, but there's someone in that crowd who thinks it's the hottest thing they've ever seen in their life. Yeah, that's, most likely. But it's just like a it. fucking. Yeah, I hated burlesque. It was awful. It wasn't just that. It was just the whole thing. Like, well, like, can we bring a drag queen out? I feel like this would be way more fun. They're not even lip syncing. They just like made props and are fucking. I don't know. I was bummed out by the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could have been there with I you. I hated it so much. But drag shows rule. Yeah. I would much rather. Yeah, they do. Yeah, it's fun, man. A lot I of did. cocaine. There's a lot of cocaine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's it. Rock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's regular. <laughs> what were your drugs of choice, Buck? Oh my God, I was the biggest crackhead on the face of the earth. So cocaine, it started with cocaine. And then from cocaine, it went to methamphetamines. And then I remember this was, I'm sober from drugs and pretty much alcohol too. Uh, 30 years, I haven't done anything for 30 years. So that being said, I had a horrible problem. I really got into the crack shit. And then, you know, coke, meth, uh, mostly speed. I liked uppers, you know, I, I like being speedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but it took me out. I became homeless and really it fucked me up so bad. You guys like, it wasn't a good thing. So when meth was fun, how fun was it? That's right. I had a blast. <laughs> Let me tell you, I all love right. it. It's the best sex drug ever. That's what I, I hear all the time. That's, That's what, what we hear, man. <laughs> I had a friend tell me it's dangerous. Yeah. It's high. It, that stuff is dangerous. You know, yeah. some people, you just can't control yourself. I mean, I could not control myself on it at all. And most of the people I know who take it, you just can't control yourself. I, cocaine was different. Cocaine doesn't have that same sort of, I mean, it didn't feel like a need that I needed to have it. It was more like, and it didn't last as long, right? That's why you're always shutting Yeah, it's real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, quick. people always, I mean, not people always, but a lot of people will be like, Adderall is the same thing as, as meth, which mm. it can't possibly be true. Adderall gives no. you tinnitus. Yeah. You get a bad case of tinnitus if you take Adderall. That's right. You can't That's get right. A, you I don't like Adderall. A, you can't it's get gross. Yeah. Doesn't meth rock yeah. way more? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to do drugs, you're just going <laughs> to <you're gonna laughs> choose one or the other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got to find out. It's time, dude. I got a friend. endorse that. I got a friend that told me he just jacked off for like a, the whole time. 11 hours That's right. Oh, my God. When I would do meth, dude, I would just be like masturbating for hours. I'm <laughs> like, what's wrong? Because you would go into that hole and you don't even know. It felt like 10 minutes, but it was like 10 hours. <laughs> we got to do meth, dude. You get shaved? <laughs> yeah. I got to get shaved. <laughs> oh, totally, dude. Like, I couldn't even use that thing anymore. And, that, you know, and, and I was still like totally distanced from my from my vagina for a long time. But when, when I was on meth, anything goes, you know, I became, I, I did prostitution on the street to pay for my meth stuff. So I did all kinds of crazy shit. Cause you just, you're just so out of your mind. That is a bummer, but I have a serious question that, uh, probably shouldn't follow a bummer, but I can't help myself. It's okay. When, wait, okay. Here's a quick, here's what I've always wondered. It seems like women are having way cooler orgasms than we are. Mm-hmm. Did that change when you started taking testosterone? Oh, my God. What a great question. Or did it rock more? So when I was a woman, it was very hard for me to have sex because I wasn't comfortable with my body. Right. So I'd have to be drunk or high or whatever. And I'd just be like, I'd be be like totally like rubbing on people. Right. I wouldn't even take my clothes off. I would like hop on you or like whatever, you know, trying to be like a dude. But then when I started transitioning and taking testosterone and I was uh, more aware of myself, uh, my orgasms changed. First off, I could have multiple orgasms prior to transitioning when I was a woman. I could have so like five orgasms in a row. Yeah. But ne- when I became a man, I was like, totally, tell me if this is dude. I would literally have an orgasm and fall asleep, like instantly right after I have an orgasm. And then I'd just be like, wake up and like hungry. I'm not kidding. And then I just want to watch, watch TV and I wasn't even interested in the other person anymore. When I was a woman, I was much more interested in, in having a lot of more like rapid orgasms but yeah, now when i so became much. a man it's totally different that's exactly what i wondered damn it because what yeah. i was thinking is like dude i would almost want to have a puss if you could because yeah. like i watch my wife go through like five or six of them and be like how 
And everyone. Like, it's real. Spaz, like, shaking, holding That's on right. to stuff, slapping me. It's crazy. That's right. I don't get anything like that. Yeah, it's different for dudes. And it is. And even though I still have a vagina, it's still different because the testosterone has changed everything mm. for me, right? It even changed my vagina. It's just not the same, same as it was before. And just Which like way the way do you my prefer, body you think? Sorry? Which way do you prefer? Do you think? Oh, a hundred times more like this because you know I didn't enjoy oh, yeah. the five or I didn't enjoy the five orgasms because I was always like freaked out about being you know oh, a yeah. woman and oh, like yeah, this yeah. is like weird. So now that one powerful orgasm that I have, it's so awesome because I'm a dude, so I can really enjoy the orgasm as a as a man, right? Whatever that means, it's just for myself. When I see my masculinity, it makes me feel much more horny than when I would see my femininity. It would make me totally shut off. How often do you have to do testosterone? I shoot every week. So once a week in my ass. And it's been like that for 27 years. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I only had one really bad side effect. And that was at, called, it's called atrophy. And, and women get it. And it's basically when your vagina doesn't have any estrogen in it. Yeah. And it just basically just gets dry. That's what women who go through menopause get. It. Yeah. But for a person like me, the doctors couldn't figure it out. And then I ended up, mm. you know, getting really sick from it and almost dying because my whole, whole inside was just a fucking mess. Cause I was like a guinea pig. I was like an experiment. I was the first person here in Los Angeles to transition from a woman. What kind to of man. testosterone were they giving you? They're giving me, it's called Sustanon. Yeah. And yeah, Sustanon is what kind of bodybuilders use, maybe. It's like, it's like the three testosterones in one because it stays level, right? Yeah. So it's kind of roasting is- you because you don't look like a bodybuilder because you're big, but you're still fat. So <laughs> 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 you don't know what it is, you fat fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are hilarious. I got tits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I could probably be on, on uh, OnlyFans. I could do a cooking could. show where I have my tits out, dude. Yeah, <laughs> you totally could, dude. <laughs> For another month. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, we'll get towards the end of this thing here because uh, Dog Day Afternoon wants to transition to the movie. It premiered in 1975, which is crazy. That was a quick turnaround, but it was such a wild case. Like somebody had to get in there. That's you know right. what I mean? Like, you hadn't seen anything like this before. I mean, you got to think about some fucking... How, what about in Arkansas in 1975? You, If you would have seen the news story, you're like, what are they up they to? They wouldn't have made it. Now, what they the hell are they that. doing? Yeah, right. That's <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they would have killed them. I think in Arkansas, they might yeah, have been Oh, they would have killed. killed them for sure. 100%. Yeah. Like, Even five years ago. Were they? At, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe 10 years ago. 10 years ago, probably, yeah. Uh, yeah, so when certain parts of Arkansas still, maybe, right? Like little towns. Yeah, there's like, man, there's like little hick. Little bits. Yeah, they're like all over. They're here in LA. Don't try it. Believe me, we have those little places here in LA that don't like us either. Yeah, rednecks everywhere, dude. Yeah, they never go away. Like everywhere I've been, you might see a camel hat and a truck spraying out diesel fumes. Yeah, (laughs) it never goes away. Sure. No, it does. My sister lives in Idaho. She's an she LAP retired LAPD. So well, I know a lot about that. Yeah, <laughs> anywhere you think it might, like even in like Portland and shit. There's they're still yep. up there. Yeah. Yep. But yeah. So the movie came out in 1975. It was advertised as being based on a true story. The film was actually based on the screenplay, The Boys in the Bank. It had Al Pacino play John. Wargerwitz or whatever the fuck his name is, dude. I'm bad at this. Uh, Wargerwitz later complained to the New York Times over inaccuracies with the film, but the movie was a surprise hit. I mean, it was an independently made movie. Uh, it was one of Al Pacino's earlier roles. Uh, it, it was after, so like Al Pacino in the first Godfather, where he was like, well, I did this problem. And then the second one, where he was like, Someone bring me some Gabagool. (laughs) People hate that, but dude, I love the switchover. He got fucking very cool from just being all wild manner. He was like a serious actor. But, you know, Pacino's been in some wild movies for like homosexual culture. Cruising. That's right. Excellent film. Yeah, it rules. You never seen Cruising? Oh, dude, you gotta watch it. It's so good. It makes me want to huff popper so bad. Yeah. <laughs> it looks oh my like god, dude! I was, I was a popper pig too. <laughs> popper, pig. popper pig, dude. Yeah. <laughs> That's a cool band name. Dude. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, that that shit still sells. They don't call it poppers anymore because that's illegal. <laughs> you have to call it cleaner. I think head cleaner. So because it's for VCR <laughs> cleaning oh, yeah, their heads and VCRs. <laughs> but I think now they call it 
God, I forgot there's something else. You're not allowed. Le- it's illegal to call it poppers. Yeah, you can't even get like the fake part of it in Arkansas, but right across the state line in Oklahoma, there's a giant adult <laughs> video store that you can just go in there and crank them at. Damn. Totally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's go. <laughs> it's good for like, uh, you know, it's like, uh, what's the shit you smell when you're lifting that ammonia? That ammonia oh, uh, uh, oh, right. Smelling yeah. salts. Like yeah. Those it, things that you break and you yeah, sniff. Yeah. It doesn't stink like that, but it is kind of similar to where you're just like, all right, I'll do it. It easy. smells, dude. It smells yeah. like chemicals. I used to go through <laughs> bottles of that shit just on the dance floor. Like but yo, insane. you rip that and you are like, I will literally do anything right now. That's right. <laughs> 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 Any whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Dog Day Afternoon filmmakers arranged for John, who was in prison at the time, to get $7,500, which is, I'm not a lot of money even back then, but then also 1% of the net profits. So he sued Warner Brothers after that and even got another $100,000, which uh, doesn't say what he got from the 1% profit, but it's estimated that it was somewhere in the neighborhood of $250,000. So basically, at this point, he's made about three hundred thousand dollars off of the movie, which this day and age sucks. But in the seventies, probably rocked pretty hard. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. But what's nice is the whole mission, everything he wanted to do, the reason why he robbed the bank, he was able to use that money to get Liz Eden's sex change operation taken care of. <laughs> Even though he was able to do that and kind of be the hero of the day, they split. They split acrimoniously. And Eden died of AIDS in 1987 when she was 41 years old. Damn. Uh, Thanks a lot, George Bush. Yep. He put it out there. I know he did. I could smell it in the air. Yeah, right. (laughs) No, for real. Who knows? I honestly came from nowhere. All my friends, almost every single guy I knew died of AIDS. Wow. It was horror. It was really insane. You guys, it was, it was like so bizarre. Nobody cared. Nobody cared. That's what I hear. A lot of it was, is like, now, when you know how treatable AIDS is, it's like not That's even right. that big of a deal. But no one gave a shit. And then on top of no one giving a shit, the type of prescriptions they were treating it with made you worse off. That's right. And then a crazy thing I've heard, which is, con- I mean, kind of a shitty way to look at it, is that like most gay dudes back then were using a lot of drugs. And so that weakened their immune system. And then also, what was the name of that pill that they were taking that like also very much weakened your immune system? It was the thing they were taking in Dallas Buyers Club. It's like, uh, fuck. Oh, AZT. You mean for the for the AIDS or our, yeah. or an actual drug that they were partying with? No, it was it was a prescription that was like to treat it supposedly, but it made AZT. 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 It was like it was like made it way worse. Yeah, that was the AZT. They had to, that was fucking everybody up. All the guys were getting sick and dying like so quick. It was hard. You guys, like, honestly, you want to watch a movie that will make you cry. And if you're not crying, then you're not alive. But this is, it's called Silver Lake Life. Look it up. I'm telling you, it will, it actually documents exactly what was going on here. It's heartbreaking. You won't even believe it. You won't believe that people just didn't give a shit. They just did. They were like, those faggots should just die. And like, people were just like, it's your use. You brought it on yourself. It was insane. It's like if people were saying that about COVID to a certain group of people today, it was basically the same thing. Like you brought it upon yourself. That'd be a hilarious move to make today though. Like to just tell people like, yeah, you wanted this. (laughs) That's right. There's actually a conspiracy that that AZT was like, uh, all, I mean, everything's a conspiracy, but that it was like a move to kill more people off. Like they, I mean, I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it at all, especially because they're gay men. And, yeah, you know, like exactly. gay men, especially back then, just, you know, you're reading about it. No, one, mm-hmm. everyone thought people were just pervert and weirdos that could control their desires and, you know, that you can choose to be gay. Or yeah, whatever. it was ridiculous. And the bummer about that is like J. Edgar Hoover was for sure a closeted gay guy. Right. Yeah. Right. And like he was right. making a lot of decisions that affected like the, the earlier treatment of HIV for whatever That's reason. Right. But yeah, it's just like a self hatred, and that's what I was trying, kind of fucking around about earlier about how Republicans get caught slurping each other. But it's like that's all right. these all these <laughs> conservative voices, uh, which like I'm I'm not political at all, but I just like it was a lot of conservative voices that were just self hating that that's would right. push things out. But that that's what the theory that AZT is is like the uh, the lobbyists and the which is kind of yep. the same way that it still is these lobbyists 
that were using conservative voices. And it seemed like it was empathetic to push this AZT. I was a free treatment. It was experimental treatment, but they kind of behind the scenes knew what was going to happen. So That's right. everyone took it and then everyone died a lot faster. Ugh. And once I, they- I wouldn't deny, I would not even doubt that for a second, my friend, for a second, we still have people getting AIDS and we still have to deal with HIV. That's ridiculous. This, there's no way that they cannot find some way to cure this or to, you know, pay people to have a better life with it. So I, you know, I do believe because it has to deal with gay men that people, you know, and it's not just gay men anymore. Everybody has AIDS now. It's not that way. It infiltrated into the whole world. I mean, it's just ridiculous that we still have a conversation. It's sickening. Yeah. Well, it's way more chill now, right? Like you pretty much live. Well, now you live with it, but believe me, you don't want to live with it. It's still not so great. Right. It's still, I know I have friends who got it in in the eighties and are living with it and still, you know, it destroys your life. You don't have a quality of life anymore. You take a handful of pills every day. it's It's horrible. Probably makes you nauseous and shit. But, yeah, I told everything. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, but you know, viruses are not curable. Take yeah. that, vaxxers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so unfortunately she passed away, but it was after they split up. But the good news is that John found love in prison. He married a fellow con named George Heath. They both got out in 1978 and moved in with John's mother, which he's got to love that, dude. Just two fellas getting after it every night, yeah. clapping cheeks. <laughs> Probably had some poppers going on, dude. She's in there cooking them meals and shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> Sorry, Mom, we're huffing ammonia right now. Yeah. You guys got to carb up. <laughs> fucking pierogies and Alfredo sauce on the stove. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so John even had the nerve to want to go back and apply for a guard position at the same bank that he robbed, which rocks. Oh, wow. Instead, he found the job, what he describes as cleaning toilet bowls on Park Avenue. In the years to come, he would spend his time in front of the bank signing autographs and wearing a T-shirt that read, I robbed this bank. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah. Yeah. And throughout Ooh. his time in prison, he attempted to cash in heavily on his dog day afternoon fame by publicizing his criminal identity, but he never quite re- achieved any enduring celebrity, except the documentary is like pretty well known. Yeah. But they short ended him too because they only paid him $70,000. And wow. I think it's like one of those cult hit documentaries that's probably made way more revenue oh, yeah. than that, I would assume. It's been on like Netflix before, so they had to have gotten paid pretty good from. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It was on Amazon when I watched it, but it rules. But, yeah, he unfortunately died of cancer in 2006 at the age of 60. And at that time, he was still living with his mom, probably wow. clapping the other guy's cheeks <laughs> in, uh, in Brooklyn, which is expensive. it's expensive to live in Brooklyn. So yeah. what can he do? Yeah, yeah. whatever. <laughs> He's 60, still <laughs> living at home. Says something. <laughs> well, you know, we don't rehabilitate people. People just go to prison and become worse off. It's, oh it's, yeah, it's, it's the, it's the stupidest. Yeah. Fucking, that's like it's a, gross. One of the worst yeah. parts of our country for sure is that. That's right, man. We have our, our country is such a mess with the prison system. It's gross. It really is. I mean, how dare we don't rehabilitate people and bring them out and like God, it's just a mess. Yeah, that's like why they keep going country. back in. Sure. Yeah. Well, they want them to come back in. I mean, that's the whole. That's idea. right. Is like that's they need right. they need slaves to do labor. I mean, every single prison that's is. Right. is doing their their manufacturing so every single prison in america they manufacture goods for giant corporations so we have sweatshops it's just nobody wants to like sit down and say here's a sweatshop it's just as long as you're in bed with because you have to go through like even though it's a privatized prison you have to go through a government channel to be Mm -hmm. able i mean they make levi's in prisons they make levi's the stereotype of license plates that's true uh they were Mm -hmm. making pure one shit at prisons I mean, it's just slavery. So you have to go through the government to be able to get the permit to go through the privatized prison. And then you just have people working for 50 cents an hour making your bullshit. If if no one's there to make it, it doesn't get made. So, I mean, they want people in prison. That's why the fucking drug laws are so harsh, just so you can have people continuously getting locked up for it. And that's why we'll never legalize drug use in the country, because if you do that... They're not going to have their slaves anymore. So until we end that, but yeah, you know, no, he never got re- rehabilitated. 
I mean, there's it's you know up bummer. He lived with his mom in his sixties, but what the fuck was he gonna do? I mean, he was a felon. Everyone knew who That's he right. was. No one's gonna hire him. Nope. Uh, you know, he didn't get paid enough to live comfortably for the That's rest so of his life. sad. I mean, it's a very sad story. I oh, know. It, yeah, it really the story's is. I mean, a bummer. It just really shows how fucked up this country is on so many levels. I mean, this guy, you're right. He could only live at home because he had no skill level and nobody nobody hires ex-cons. There's no way. People just are freaked out by it. And it's that's the part that really pisses me off when they get out of prison with nothing and to go it's literally set up to bring you back to prison. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And well, they like, can go work know. from one of our sponsors, Dave's Killer Bread. Dave's Killer Bread, <laughs> right on. Delicious whole grain, <laughs> twenty-one seed bread. They love to hire ex-convicts. Dave's got locked away for murder. Was himself rehabilitated. His father was a baker. You know the story if you listen to the podcast. Yeah, and that's back, excellent. And he's rocking. <laughs> that's so awesome. Yeah. Really? For real? Is that real? Yeah, man. <laughs> oh, I didn't actually know that. Yeah, Dave's Killer Bread. Yeah, he got locked up for murder, and then uh, while he was a, he was his father owned a bakery. Um, he turned the bakery profitable. He got into it with a guy, killed the guy accidentally, went to prison for fifteen years. While he was in prison, he was basically like, "The system's bullshit. No one's helping anybody do anything." Yeah. Got out of prison, uh, started making more health forward products. His mission when he got out was to hire convicts, put them to work, pay them a livable wage. And uh, he ended up selling the company to like a larger company. But still to this day, they're all about like hiring so convicts brilliant. to be able to, to get a good job. And I love that. Killer bread. <laughs> Use <laughs> promo code DMD21 on your next loaf. <laughs> excellent. That's excellent. <laughs> <laughs> well fuck yeah buck this is rocked right on you guys you're you so got awesome anything thank you, you. want to put out there what's up with your where can we buy your gear at oh just always go to buckangel.com i'm super there accessible and also if anyone ever wants to ask me any questions after this thing you can always find me on twitter well, watch out for twitter it gets pretty gnarly on there I, you know i speak my mind so it gets people pissed yeah, off that's good. I'm <laughs> and off, instagram I mean, where you guys found me buck angel so I'm yeah instagram is the accessible. one for us if you're out there but yeah. yeah follow buck angel if you're a twitter guy connect with buck yeah. angel i'm banned from twitter <laughs> that means you're a badass dude they keep trying to ban me but i'm like i'm somehow coming around it somehow. yeah they don't they're not trying to hear any arguments you gotta well i don't care twitter sucks Whatever. Twitter's gross, dude. Who cares? <laughs> but yeah, man, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, yeah, I'm going to get on Buck Angel and buy my right wife on. a new strap for her birthday. That'll be good news. So send me an email after or text me your address and I'll pop a couple okay. of these Buck oh, shots. Yeah. In the mail for I got you. Guys. you. Yeah, that rules. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much, Buck. We're honored. Okay, yeah, right on. I appreciate you guys reaching out to me. It means a lot to me. So this is how we change the world. I hope you know so. what I mean? Really, I'm not kidding. Like from all just different spaces, we come together and we learn about each other. So sure. I, that's why I appreciate you reaching out. It means a lot to me. Man, thank you, Buck. Right on, guys. Okay, Hopefully have a great night. Yeah, yeah, you too. Okay, time. talk to you later. See you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.